0: Welcome to the Vile Dawn Podcast for Monday, December 6th. U.S. equity futures are mixed. So you have the S&P futures up about 10 points. That's about 20 basis points. The Dow futures are outperforming up about 150 points. That's about 40 basis points. NASDAQ futures are underperforming. They are down about 37 points. That's about 23 basis points. So, so far the setup is similar to what you saw last week. You continue to see underperformance in growth, momentum, tech, Um, I suspect it will continue. I've been writing a lot about why. I suspect it will happen over the last few days. And it's all in the piece. It's all in the weekend pieces as well. Um, But I continue to think you're going to see that unfold going forward. On the news front, the headlines around COVID and the new variants were positive from a health perspective. Specifically, you continue to see mounting evidence suggesting that this new variant is much less um virulent versus its pri- its predecessors as far as causing um you know severe symptoms so while cases are increasing and it does seem to be incredibly um contagious you are not seeing the a commensurate increase in hospitalization suggesting that symptoms are much more mild um, than than some of the prior waves that we've seen you also continue to see anecdotal evidence that um, vaccines do provide a considerable degree of protection especially vaccines plus boosters against severe illness Um, unclear the protection um, that it provides against infection we're still waiting for some of those precise numbers to to get reported by health organizations and drug companies Um, but i do think the the news around kind of severe illness is encouraging and positive however as far as translating that into stocks again you continue to have this dilemma in markets whereby positive macro news um, is not necessarily a positive for markets, specifically because of the Fed's evolved reaction function about how it is interpreting new news around um, COVID and, and, and the uh, state of the pandemic. And so, to me, that is really the single most important macro development of the last week and a half. It's not the emergence of this new variant, it's how the Fed is treating it. Um, you know, Even when you saw the news first hit um, you know, the day after Thanksgiving and it seemed like it was a relatively bleak outlook, you didn't see the Fed panic at all. In fact, you said the, you saw the Fed proceed with plans to, um, you know, accelerate the withdrawal of monetary accommodation. The jobs report on Friday, the headline net job additions figure was disappointing, but if you dig beneath the surface, um, it was a relatively healthy report, especially on the household survey. We saw a, over half a million jobs added in the month. You also saw a huge decline in the unemployment rate. Um, So if anything, I think that will make the Fed feel comfortable about proceeding with its plan to kind of accelerate the withdrawal on uh, December 15th next week. Um, So that's kind of the setup again. So rates are biased higher. You're seeing rates move up this morning. You're seeing tech remain for sale and underperform. Um, And that's really, again, the dilemma that's been characterizing markets um, for the last week and a half. You know, ironically, again, as you start to see the pandemic wane, It's not necessarily going to be a net positive for markets given what's happening with rates um, and given the um, enormous weighting of tech stocks in the market. So those are kind of the main themes and trends for this morning. In China, you did see the PBOC come out at 4 a.m. and cut um, bank reserve ratio requirements. It's certainly not negative. Um, you know, you could argue it's coming a little bit earlier than anticipated. You did have Chinese officials come out late last week and suggest that you were going to see a triple R cut. Most analysts has have been penciling in a triple R cut at some point over the next quarter or so. Um, you know, so the fact that it's occurring is not necessarily all that shocking. It's also not a huge positive in my opinion either. This is mainly a liquidity tool. Um, it's not necessarily representative of an easing of overall monetary policy and um, it does look like you could see an a uh, Evergrande default occur imminently. So if anything, this is China's getting ahead of that piece of news, which is obviously going to be unsettling to markets. Um, you know, so I think in aggregate, the the triple R cut is is kind of neutral to maybe slightly positive, but certainly um, no reason to kind of rush out and buy stocks. You saw the S and P features tick higher for about five minutes, and then and then came for sale uh, when that hit. So. Again, I wouldn't get all that excited about the China news on the on the TRIPLE um, R front. You did see Chinese officials over the weekend come out and downplay the risk of a broad delisting wave um, on the wake of the DD news from Friday. There was also a separate Wall Street Journal report saying how DD plans to list in Hong Kong before delist in New York, and then take some of the proceeds from that Hong Kong IPO and buy out the ADRs in New York. Um, so it's not necessarily just going to be a kind of a, a quick delisting it's going to be more of um you know something that provides some compensation for the ADR holders in the US so it's mildly positive news on the delisting front um, you know if anything on the on the triple R front like I said maybe a tiny net positive but hardly um, a uh, a major change in the broader macro outlook so those are all the main macro themes and trends for this morning um, the calendar today really doesn't have a whole lot on it especially on the macro front in terms of scheduled news you have um you have a couple of energy reports um, but that's pretty much it for this week overall as far as big scheduled macro news is concerned it's really kind of the CPI on Friday and then next week you have a ton of central bank decisions including the Fed on a Wednesday this is all next week Fed on Wednesday the fifteenth, the BOE on Thursday the sixteenth, the ECB on Thursday the sixteenth, the BOJ on Friday the seventeenth, and a bunch of others. So huge monetary week next week. CPI this Friday is kind of the only major scheduled news report. Um, I you probably will see more news about um, the specifics around this new variant in terms of um, in terms of its uh, again transmissibility. How contagious is it? The um, degree to which it causes severe illness, and then most important, um, its ability to evade the current generation of vaccines and booster shots. Um, and then, as far as Washington is concerned, just quickly, you know, again, I think markets for the most part um, are going to ignore some of the brinksmanship and and headlines that you see out of Washington. We're now kind of in the debt ceiling stage um, after they dealt with shutdown risk. Um, I suspect we'll see a debt ceiling solution, you know, the treasury has been saying December 15th is kind of the drop dead date for dealing with the, um, with the debt ceiling. Other reports have suggested it's a couple of days or a couple of weeks later. So again, I don't think Washington, um, is, I think markets have kind of learned their lesson. They're not going to get too spooked by, um, headlines out of Washington. They're going to be somewhat comfortable at the end of the day, they'll reach a solution. And I do agree with that. And those are kind of all the main themes and trends for today. There's a lot of other news out. Um, I put out a bunch of macro pieces over the last several days, so I have links to everything in the piece. And that is the Vital Dawn podcast for Monday, December 6th. Thank you for listening.